Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Momenta on the Main Line. We're your hosts. I'm Dr. Joanna Holleran. And I'm Dr. Alon Green. We're here to talk about all things health, wellness, fitness, performance, and overall well-being. Hope you enjoy the show. focus is to help people increase their self-awareness and decrease stress. She grew up with a presence of addiction and mental health challenges within her family. So naturally, she gravitated towards a career in the drug and alcohol field. Through her career and education, she realized that we all have common issues, primarily that we all have times where we struggle to handle stress. After obtaining her master's in public health, she started her first business educating moms about stress. While growing her business, she divorced her high school sweetheart and had to learn how to practice what she preached. She learned that while it is easy for us to put others' needs and wants first, doing so contributes significantly to our own stress and unhappiness. After some time in healing, she started her company, Journey to Yourself, where she strives to help individuals learn and create awareness around their own stress while building habits they can use on a daily basis to help relieve it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jessica Harrington. Thank you so much, Dr. Green. That was sounds so professional. I just feel like I just like walk out on stage right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, usually you've, you've done so much and achieved so much and you're a pretty cool person. So it's my job to at least try and, you know, do it justice by writing it. So yeah. I love it. It's, I'm happy to introduce me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The talents are all there. It's just, uh, yeah, my way of expressing it through a paragraph. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for being here. I know we touched a little bit about it in your bio, um, in terms of kind of like the the path that it took to lead you to start in in this career, but I I think there's a lot there. And so I I wanted to kind of unpack it a little bit, because I think that it also helps to provide some background before we get into kind of the nitty gritty of what you do. So I'm, I'm curious, what, what was it that first inspired you to, to pursue this type of career path? So, yeah, so kind of like you said, I started in the drug and alcohol field. And so I was working there for a couple of years. I was helping patients get their GEDs. I was doing a lot of group therapy. Um, and the real like light was um, when one of my, I told my patients, you know, if there's any topic you want, just let me know, I'll cover it. So they had to ask for a grief and loss counseling group. And not in the sense of, oh, I lost my family member, things like that, but how they lost materials, they lost houses, they lost jobs. They were leaving the rehab to go back to kind of nothing at sometimes. And so when I did the group therapy, I really focused a lot on, you know, awareness, accountability, the breathing techniques. And of course I threw in the grief stages and everything, you know, you're supposed to throw in. And so they were really gravitatory toward like the, the mindfulness breathing, the awareness, the, the communication, and they were taking that all in and bringing it down to their unit and telling their other peers about it. So then the other peers wanted to come into the group and say, Hey, I want, I need some of this. It shouldn't just be for this group. And I was kind of at the stage in my life where I loved what I did and it will always be my first job. My, my love, my heart, but I needed the next challenge and the next step in my life. So that's when I started calling around colleges saying, Hey, I'm looking for my next degree. This is what I'm thinking, but I don't know what to do. And so they all said to get my master's in public health and it just went from there. Yeah. And, and it also kind of seems like it, 
if I, if I understand correctly, it's like you, you were dealing with a, a pretty intense population solving certain issues, but then, yeah, they, they got out and they were missing certain tools to be able to adapt them in their daily life. And it also seems like you have a lot of personal experience that you kind of um, are able to, to use in your practice. And so I'm, I'm curious, like, how, how are you able to, to implement some of the lessons that you've learned through your own experiences um, into working with the clients that you now work with? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, starting with the, the addiction. So I grew with that in my family, there was mental health in my family. And so, you know, a lot of times when we grew up in certain households, there's a lot of pointing the fingers. So on both sides, right? So you might fall into addiction because there's a lot of external stressors. You might, I have not gone through addiction, but I might blame my family for what they put me through. Right. But for me, it didn't, I didn't see growth out of that. And watching, you know, people in my own family, not growing from that way of life of, Hey, well, it's their fault. It's their fault. I realized when I started taking my own accountability, you know, and realized, well, I'm in charge of how I react. I'm in charge of how I pursue this. Right. And so I, um, really believed in that. And the way it really clicked for me too, was, you know, we always put on this happy face. And I think I was really big on that. And even still today, a lot of people are like, Oh, you're always so happy. You're so happy. Well, I choose that. I say, I don't want to live in this, you know, mad, frustrated life, but to an extent that, you know, you only get you so far. I put on that happy face for so long that nobody asks questions. I put on that happy face for so long that no one knew it was going behind closed doors. And that's good to a certain extent where, you know, no one's bothering me, but I wasn't healing. I wasn't growing. And so for me, when I bring that to my clients, it's what I talk about. I talk about that accountability. I talk about, it's great to be happy. It's awesome to be happy, but there are some woes and that's okay too. And so it's how we're really growing through the happiness and, and the downs, right? Yeah, it makes, it makes total sense. And, and I think that's also kind of a, a good transition into some of the, the next questions I have for you. Um, I, I guess before we dive into some of the specific like strategies that you use, uh, first, probably a good question to ask, like what, what types of clients are you currently seeing? What types of you know, issues or struggles, challenges are they facing? Yeah. So um, with my business, I really do a lot of one-on-one coaching. So super nutshell, we meet weekly or on a bi-weekly basis, you know, whatever their best fits their schedule. Um, and so what we really focus on is, like I said, a lot of them come to me for external stressors, right? I'm fighting with my husband a lot, me and my child or my teenager aren't getting along or I have a newlywed. She just got married and she goes, there's so, I'm happy. I'm, I love my husband or my to be husband, but there's so much stress involved in planning a wedding. So there's a lot of two things that, you know, I always say the biggest thing is for me is communication. And, you know, like I said, we're going into those habits, but for someone to come to me, it's usually external factors. There's usually other things that are happening in their life, like a big job, make, you know, big promotion, they're moving, they're getting married, they're getting divorced. They're, you know, um, they have a baby, maybe they're having their fifth baby, right? So it, it doesn't matter, but it's usually that transition in their life, or it's usually the, um, I don't even know what to do anymore part where I feel like I've tried it. I've done this. I've done this and it, nothing's working. I'm kind of at my last end. I'm just overwhelmed. I'm at my defeated part. Those are usually the, the clients that are coming to me. They're just, they're at the end, but they're also at the very beginning stages of that accountability of like, what do I do next? Right. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's, it's yeah. There's, there's recognition of stress, but then there's also like the plan to actually be able to deal with it, which is where you come in. Right. And so I guess in, in your bio, and I know in your description, in terms of what you do, I know I read it off where it's like you, you help people become more self-aware. And I also, I, I was thinking on that and 
I was like, maybe I'm just thinking selfishly, but every time I've always thought of the term self-aware, my immediate um, idea is self-awareness in, in terms of like, I need to be self-aware of how I act and its effect on others versus your term of self-awareness almost means something different, right? So, so what is, what is self-awareness in what you do? So self-awareness for me, I had reset my reaction to others, but I'm really big on, I can't control how others are going to react. Right. But I can learn to know how I'm going to react to certain situations. Right. Cause that's, that will start to spiral on different things in our life. So for instance, when I start to learn my self-awareness, I'm going, Oh, this part really stresses me out. When I go do this presentation, I really get stressed out. When I talk to Karen in the office, I get really stressed out. Every time I go to my mother-in-law's for Thanksgiving, I'm really stressed out. Right. So, but a lot of times, like we were saying in the, in the bio, we, we overlook these, we keep pushing on with our life. We keep thinking that these are just normal things, right? We just keep thinking like, oh, well, I, my mother-in-law is supposed to stress me out. Oh, work's supposed to stress me out. Right. So I want you to really learn what these things are that stresses you out or that take that awareness on you, you know, as you, as a chiropractor, it starts with the body, right? So, but by the time we've come to a doctor, we go to like the next step, it's always, it's usually something we could have focused on prior. Like, oh, you didn't realize your stomach was hurting. You didn't realize that you're, you walk with your shoulder all the way up to your ear, you know? And so, so, yeah, self-awareness is, yeah. If, if I'm understanding correctly, it's, it's recognizing situations or triggers that other people do that will kind of start that cascade of events. But then it's also interesting that you bring it up too, because I I think that not a lot of people are aware enough to recognize uh, some of those things that start to happen before they recognize how stressed they are, like, you know, walking a certain way or, you know, assuming a certain posture. Can you talk a little bit about uh, some of those things, some things that you usually list out with clients to kind of be aware of? Oh, for sure. So this is the thing, your symptoms are going to change, right? So your symptoms are going to change because you're going to adapt to a new symptom. You're going to, you know, things like that life happens. So yeah, a lot of the stressors for my, my clients, a lot of them are the migraines, right? Huge migraines are usually the biggest trigger trigger. Not sleeping is a big trigger. Um, neck and back pain are usually big ones. And a really huge one is a lot of like the gut stuff, right? So maybe not going to the bathroom, maybe over going to the bathroom, you know, um, for women, there's those cramps, right? All of that in between or another really big one. If you have that previous injury, so say you had surgery on your knee, well, when you get stressed out, inflammation happens and that surgery, that knee is going to hurt again. Right. So creating that awareness around that, instead of just popping the Advil again, it's like, okay, well, what's going on in my life. Right. So coming back to yourself. And so kind of going back to what we were talking about, like, you know, the mother-in-laws, we kind of just keep going with the flow. Once I start to create this awareness, when I'm like, oh, my neck's really hurting me. It's, you're going to start to realize your needs at once, right? So I'm going to be able to communicate, hey, you know what, maybe we only stay an hour at my mother-in-law's, or maybe I can learn how to communicate with my mother-in-law or the boundaries with them, right? So that's kind of where it goes from here. I'm sorry if I jumped a question, but the awareness part oh, you're, comes. You're on it. You're on it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> the awareness part comes of your own personal awareness. So then, yes, you can communicate your needs and wants, but you have to start to realize, well, what is what is bothering you? Mm-hmm. And there was a little because we overlook a lot of those little things. Yeah, and it it, it makes sense, and and I think it is. Uh, I mean, that's probably one of the most difficult parts that you could probably see is is people kind of understanding to be aware because especially when you're dealing with so much stress 
usually people aren't like, how can I resolve my stress? People are like, how can I get everything done just so I don't stress anymore? Right. Rather than changing kind of the habits. And and so I guess springboarding off of that, I, I know that you work a lot with um, stress management techniques and time management techniques. 100%. Um, and so can you go into some of the details? Like what exactly are stress management techniques? What are common things that you utilize with, uh, with clients? Yeah, for sure. So before I jump there, so yeah, a lot of people want stress-free lives, right? But stress, stress-free life is not existent. Stress is every day. And so that's where like the stress management part comes from. And so for me, what I really focus on is those habits I'm doing every single day. So a lot of the habits I generalize in, and I really personalize them in the coaching program, but the generalized of the habits are communication. So for instance, I feel frustrated when you do this when this happens, right? Because a lot of times when we get frustrated, we always go, you always do this. You're never listening. And then what happens is you get defensive. So now you're just yelling back. And then now we're just yelling and no one's even listening anymore. Right. And so like, so I teach how you're going to communicate such as, you know, put the defense down, not using always and never, (laughs) such things as that, or just speaking up in general. That's usually for me, that's just this first one. Cause a lot of times we don't even speak up. We just let it keep going. Right. So the first one would be huge is communication. And the second one is acceptance. So a lot of times, um, especially with spouses, we just have to be like, Oh, I just have to accept him for who he is. Well, when we say that, what does it really mean? So a lot of times people go, oh, I just have to wipe my hands. It is what it is. But what reality is, when you look up the word acceptance, it means acknowledging and not acknowledging, sorry. It means acknowledging. So we're creating that awareness. I'm aware that when he comes home, he needs that transition period. He needs 10, 15 minutes to, you know, regroup, reset. And then yes, he's going to help talk to me about my day. Then yes, he can help me with the kids or whatever the, the next step is. But I know those 10, 15 minutes are important for him to be present, right? So it's that, or creating that acknowledgement around it and not just kind of going, oh, here he is again. He has to be frustrated for 10 minutes. And, you know, so it's, it's creating that awareness around it. Then second, the third one I can count is your environment. So how are we creating our environment? So if you're working from home, what does your desk look like? Right. What does, um, how am I setting up my desk every day? If I'm always in the car, driving the kids to different practices, how is the car set up? Is it, and I'm not saying you know, super clean, organized, color-coded, things like that. I'm just saying, do you have things in there? What do you always need, right? So creating that plan for that. Um, The next one is mindfulness. So mindfulness, you know, there's yoga, there's meditation, everything in between, but then it's also just those little things every day, right? So am I taking the time to listen to music? Am I taking time to read, going for that walk for the day? And like just creating that awareness of what is happening here and now, especially during those um, stressful times. I always tell my clients, literally, when you feel yourself about to be in that anxiety moment, literally, what is happening right now? I'm sitting in my chair. I'm sitting in traffic. What, are the, what is the next step? So literally bringing yourself back to the here and now. And my last one, my favorite one would probably be self-love and really teaching yourself to love yourself. Because a lot of times we look for love outside of ourselves. Oh, I want him to love me. I want my mom to love me. I want them to be, I want to make them happy. I want, you know, that, you know, vice versa. Right. But we forget to ask ourselves how much we love ourselves. We forget to make sure we're making our own selves happy. Right. And so we forget to, that we set the standards. If I love myself up here, you're going to meet me here or at least, or above it. Right. 
you know, you know, right around it, right. You're never, you're, we set the standards. We're saying, this is what I want and need in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, wow. <laughs> it's, it's all, it's all extremely helpful information and it, it makes a lot of sense too. It's, it's, there are a lot of components with that. And, and I think there's a lot of room for growth. There's a lot of strategies that are, you know, able to be put in place to actually make those habits stick. And, and I'm curious too, cause I think sometimes what happens, maybe I'm just speaking from personal experience where it's like, you know, new year's resolution comes around and I have 10 things that I want to change, you know, but yeah. usually what happens is by the end of January, like I maybe have changed two of those things or something. And so <laughs> when it comes to, you know, when it comes to um, being able to manage some of those habitual changes, do you have any like approaches that help to um, kind of keep people on track rather than, you know, having people have this giant list of things that they're hoping to change, but only able to focus on a few? If, if that makes oh, sense. 100%. No, it makes so much sense because we all do it. Right. And I always say, I, um, I do it in bite-sized pieces and you can ask my clients. Cause I recently had a conversation with one and they said, you know, in the beginning, I used to get very frustrated with you because you used to give me such tiny goals. And she goes, but now we have grown. And I'm so glad I have these tiny goals to, to fall back on. And so what she's meaning is that when we first met and she was like, I want to go down to drinking four nights a week. I want to go, you know, exercise six days a week. And she's kind of doing what you said, the whole resolution thing. Yeah. I said, all right, that's (laughs) that's great. So what do you want to do today? And she was like, well, no, I want to learn how to do all this stuff. I said, great. What do you need to do tonight? What do you need? Right. So I literally was asking about today and we had to come back and she goes, well, I just really want to be, and it came to, I'm going to wash my face tonight. Great. We're going to do that. That's your goal this week. We're washing your face every single night. Right. And so now she has a whole nightly routine where it's, it's my face, it's my feet, it's her, uh, her essential oil, her, it's a whole, whole practice. She's in bed an hour before she was going to bed. Right. There's no cell phone time, but we didn't start there months ago. We literally, so I said, okay, cool. But now we have developed, okay, we're now we're, her workout plans has increased her not drinking has increased, but or decreased, but like it's changing, it's growing, but we start with little bite-sized pieces. And even with the communication piece, again, another client, you know, she's like, says the same thing. Oh, here comes the tiny baby steps again. I said, yes, but where have we gone? She's like, I know, I know, but it, it gets frustrating when we start small. It sure does. But look how, look where we got. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we start to build again and, you know, and so it's, it's the tiny bite-sized pieces and we start building from there. So it's not overwhelming. Yeah. And, and I mean, yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense that it's like, you know, you start small and kind of build from there. And, and I think it brings me to, to my next question too, is I think a lot of people like naturally, as we grow and go through life, we're faced with certain challenges. And sometimes we feel like we need to reach out to somebody for help. And there are a lot of resources, like, like I'm hoping this podcast can be too, where there's a lot of information about steps that people can follow. Um, but sometimes having the information and incorporating that information is difficult for people. So what are, what are some signs or, or keys that people can identify where they might need to reach out to somebody to kind of help them hold their hand along this process to get them to where they need to be? I actually think you just said it. It's that accountability. Do I need the accountability? Because we have our friends, right? We have our friends that we lean on. We might have, um, you know, our significant other, family members, and it's great, right? So, I mean, you, you're a business owner, you're growing a podcast, all this stuff, right? 
it's nice to lean on somebody, but I want to teach you to lean on yourself and really teach you, um, you know, I, you know, Mel Robbins says it's the best I've seen it. It's all everywhere. She's like, no one's coming to get you. No one's coming to wake you up. No one's coming to pull you out of bed. No one's taking you to the gym. So what are you doing for yourself? And so for me, I want to help people before they get to the defeat overwhelm sign, but for them to say like, I need it. It's just like, if you're even just asking yourself these questions, reach out. And like you said, there's so many resources such as your podcast, such as, you know, I have blogs, you have information on your website. There's things out there, just start somewhere, right? So again, start with the bite-sized pieces. Maybe you don't call me to be a coach, but maybe you call me just to ask questions. Maybe you reach out to you, Dr. Green, and say, hey, you guys mentioned the shoulder thing. I have it, so what's it mean, right? Just ask I'll just, I'll just send them right to you, Jess. Yeah. <laughs> Why is my shoulder up here? No. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, if you're asking yeah. yourself questions, ask somebody else the next question. Look for the question, right? So I think if you're already just having that, you're in that mindset that then you're ready and you should yes. just keep going. Well, speaking of like, uh, resources and, and places to go for information, I know you mentioned, uh, was it Mel Robinson? Okay. Yes. Um, is there anybody that, uh, you like that puts out, you know, like resources or information, any source that you typically go to that you would recommend that somebody were to start with? You well, know, that's a really good question. Aside from yourself, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm a big fan, but yeah. <laughs> um, so I do a lot of the, um, I mean, it's, it's funny and not New York, put me on the spot. No. Um, I love Mel Robbins. I love, you know, Brene Brown. There's, I love any of their books. I can listen books. There's so many, you know, I definitely am a nerd alert. I have so many books I read from people, but, um, some like my go-to, I really feel like it depends what you're looking for. Right. And I think in the beginning, you're really more, you're not really looking for the answer. You're looking for the next step, that motivation to get you going. And so for me, if you're looking for that motivation, that next step, I will say Mel Robbins, right? I will say somebody like Gary Vee. I will say someone like those because they're telling you to make the next step. They're, those are your cheerleader people. And those people like that are going to make you get to that next step. Obviously I do the same thing. So if you want, but, but well, as like an outside, yeah. We'll, we'll tell I, people where to follow you, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> But no, but like for me personally, again, I'm still human. I still have stress in my life. I still need motivation. So I've created this form. Like you just said, who do I go to? And I think people like that are definitely those go to. Um, as for if you're just Googling something, obviously anything that says .org, don't just, you know, random.com, random.net. It's not really going to get you too far. Yeah, yeah. But um, there, there, there's a lot of research out there. I think for me, I think you got to read always both ends, you know, I read people that I disagree with because I want it. I want to know both ends. So mm -hmm. I don't know if that helps. Yeah. Well, and, and maybe, maybe there's a, a good answer to this. I'm not sure. I feel like in every industry, there are things that you want to look for, like certifications or experience or keywords. And then there are certain things that you kind of want to avoid. And because, I mean, this past year and a half, I don't, I don't know how long it's, it's, you know, you know how long has it been who's, now? <laughs> who's counting? Who knows? But, but mental <laughs> health is, has started to become a, a very, very, you know, prominent topic on, on the national stage. I mean, on the world stage. Um, and so there are a lot of people out there that are offering advice and offering resources. Um, are there certain things that people should look for or certain things that people should specifically be like wary of in that regard? So me personally, I, I go through, so I'm trying to find my words. So I have my master's in public health and I think there's a, there's a lot of people out there that don't have a master's and then don't have a degree and there's nothing wrong with them. And I'm not 
discounting them. I think they have great information and they're speaking a lot from their experience, right? That's awesome. But I think if you're looking for a, um, like a different kind of education, you know, there is American Institute on Stress, right? I love them. That's a great resource. Maybe I want to find more information about stress and the inflammation of it, the signs and symptoms. And I think going back to what we were saying earlier is it depends more what you're looking for on that kind of information. Um, if you want that motivation, that, that, that cheerleader, that support, yeah, maybe ones without that have that life experience that, Hey, you know, I've been through this. I got your back for sure. But I feel like if there's that next step level of a different education piece, I would say, you know, some type of degrees is, is, in it. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. never really a bad thing to have included. Uh, yeah. Cause I, I, and I think if I understand, it's kind of like, like there are some fantastic people who are, are able, I mean, even like within my field, I know um, certain trainers and strength coaches that have the same level of knowledge about conditions as like physicians that I know, you know? So yeah, it's like yeah. just, just somebody's degree or, or level of education doesn't necessarily uh, directly reflect their knowledge no. base, but knowing that somebody has gone through that type of uh, rigorous coursework where they're covering specific information does kind of give you uh, a higher chance of, of knowing that they're um, aware of some of like the subtleties within the practice. If, if Yes. And that's kind of where I'm going. Yes. And that, so it goes back to do your research, right? Cause there's, I mean, any field we have, there's ups and downs, there's bad and good. Right. So just yeah, do your research, absolutely. I think is, is your, is your biggest um, thing because yeah, like you said, there's, there's people that don't have my degree, but know a lot. Right. So it, I say, do your research, ask questions. It goes back to that too. Just ask, you know what I mean? See what they know, what you're comfortable with. Right. So. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm going to kind of change the subject a little bit. Cause I know that we've talked about it in the past, but I know, um, that you have a, a, a pretty deep passion for working with, um, college aged women that are coming through like a relatively transitional time. And I think the reason I bring it up is because, um, I know I've, I've spoken to a couple current college students, both undergrad and graduate school. Um, and they've had crazy changes in terms of, you know, not being in person, not having their social circles, not having their support groups, having to move back home and take classes from home. Some people have gone back to in-person, some people haven't, not to mention, you know, the whole job market is crazy. And anyway, without me detailing all of the problems with it, I, I'm curious, do you, um, is there anything specific that, uh, that you have in terms of like advice or, or, um, any, any knowledge that you want to kind of like, you know, leave us with, uh, when it comes to that specific population. Yeah, for sure. So like you said, you just listed everything in between, but even before that, right, there was, there was so much different things that I know, you know, specifically when I was going to you know school and grad school and everything in between, um, again, going on wearing that hat, like as a woman, you're like, all right, I'm going to go get my school. I'm going to get my degree. But sometimes, not that you don't do anything with degree, but then you kind of go into the relationship or you maybe go back home and you help everything, you know, help your family with maybe someone's sick, right? Yeah. So a lot of times for me, I see a lot of women putting their needs and wants on the back burner, specifically, like you said, that college student age, they go and get this degree, they worked all this hard for it, and then they might push it to the side until they're ready or until they can, right? And so for me, I would say, don't push it to the side, find a way, right? So even if it's, maybe you might not be able to get that nine to five dream, maybe, you know, parents are sick and you are going to take care of them. 
but maybe you can volunteer somewhere. Maybe you can say there, there's so much, like you just said, with the pandemic specifically, they helped us with Zoom and making it an okay thing that you can talk to anybody on, you know, find a way that you can still live some of your dream, be part of your dream, um, be part of your needs and wants, whether it is that dream or just something in general for yourself, for yourself, right? So I'm, my point is find ways to still do something for you, right? Because you go get the degree, you work really hard for it, life is happening, still show up for you because it, it's hard. It's really hard when you are going to school, working, taking care of the house, taking care of family, showing up for your friends. And we go through that whole list and in the list that you just said, and we never said ourselves. Yeah. Well, just to ask like a, a further question too, because I think, um, I mean, every, every modern period is probably guilty of thinking that we're much more progressive than the past generation, which, you know, is mostly true, but at the same time, I know, um, you know, women's uh, like role expectations, even though they've changed, I, I still feel like there's, there's still a lot of change happening. Um, can you speak a little bit to, to what you see in that regard to, to women who are coming out of college and, and still managing a lot of those expectations, but like you said, trying to, um, you know, like forge their own path and make time for, for their own wants and needs? I think so. I think it's happening. I think it's still so new that I think there's more talk than action, if that makes sense. So I hear a lot of women wanting it and seeing it and writing about it in their journal and you know, everything on all that. But when it comes to action steps, I still don't see that part. Does that make sense? So there's a lot more talk about it, but it's still kind of something that's not happening. Now, there are a lot of great women that are doing it and have done it before our time. Like you said, there's generations, things like that. But I still think it's just a thought right now. I don't really think there's a lot of action for it. When, and I guess this is probably a, a much more difficult question to answer because if everybody knew exactly what to do, then, you know, we would do it. Yeah. Um, and I, I know, I know personally, especially, you know, having Joanna be my partner in life and partner in business and, and, you know, seeing um, her face certain challenges being like a, a female chiropractor, female practitioner. Um, and, and so, you know, there are things that we try to do just uh, within ourselves and within our own business to try and you know, create the change that we want to see. But, yeah. um, you know, some of the people that listen to this podcast are in various different industries. Um, are there, are there certain things that we can do, uh, like within our own control to help inspire other people to, to kind of see that change through, to, to take those action steps, if you know what I mean? No, I do. And I think, again, I keep saying it, but I say, ask the question, what do you want to do? What do you want? But more so going back to that bite-sized pieces, what do you want to do today? So for instance, you know, all right, the holidays just happened. Thanksgiving just happened. Right. And so going back to that woman's standard, maybe they're in the kitchen, maybe they're taking care of the kids, maybe they're doing all this stuff, but then maybe they have to go shopping and, you know, doing that normal stuff as an air quote, but did you just want to sit down and read? What did you, what way did you want to relax today? What way did you want to show up for yourself today? What way, what is something that would make you happy today? And it could just be reading two pages. It could be listening to an amazing podcast that we're recording right now. It could be, you know, taking a shower. You know, I have a lot of, that's a lot of my clients' goals right now. I just want to take a real shower, you know? So it might not be, and I think this is also the thing that we, we, we focus a lot on, oh, go travel the world, go, you know, create your own business, go. And those are all amazing. I'm not discounting them, but going back to, even if you're running your own business, even if you're traveling the world, still going back to the basics. And that's why I talk about the bite-sized pieces. Did you show up for yourself just today? Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, everything that you're saying, I feel like it's kind of a theme too. It's, it's recognizing, you know, what's causing the stress, what's holding you back and then making a decision that day to, to make that small change and then consistently making that small change creates better habits and, you know, essentially changes the path that you're on right towards something that, that works better for you. Is that, did I, did I say No, you hit it home. Yeah. No, you hit it home. You did. Yeah. It's just, again, I love the recaps. It's good. So no, it's all good. It's um, yeah, that those small changes, the, the bite-sized pieces. And like you said too, that consistency, but when they're bite-sized pieces, consistency is a lot easier than when I'm saying, I'm going to work out for 45 minutes, three days this week. That's great. It's a great goal, but how about we try just getting some gym clothes? Yeah. Let's just leave them out. (laughs) Let's yeah. just put that by the front door today. You know what I mean? And it's frustrating when people want that change, but change happens gradually. It doesn't just happen overnight. Yeah. Yeah. So set yourself up for success and you'll follow through, right? Yeah. Or ideally, I mean. Ideally. <laughs> ideally. Life happens, man. But I, I you yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. I, I know there's a there's a ton of information there and, and especially I, I just... Um, I was really excited to have you on because I, I know that you have a ton of experience with this stuff, both personal and professional. And, and so I wanted to cover that that range of topics just to kind of demonstrate exactly um, what you have to offer. Um, and so I guess before we wrap up, I, I have a couple like lightning round questions, um, just like random fun ones. Um, so are, are you ready for them? I'm ready. Let's hit it. Let's okay, do cool, it. Yeah. Cool. Um, first question, uh, what is the most influential book you've read? Oh, um, so it's funny. Um, what's it, what was it? So right before, um, I even thought about leaving my ex or, you know, any of that stuff really clicked was that, um, are you a badass? What's it called? Yeah. Are you a badass? You've seen that one. Yep. I, I think yeah. I'm, I'm saying it right. I still it's have a, it. Yeah. Uh, you are a badass. Yes. Then, yes. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of different versions now. I know Joe's reading one right now too. Yeah. <laughs> And so what I, and it's funny, cause that was the book that really spiraled me to start showing up for myself differently. And I was realizing I really wasn't practicing what I was preaching. I was, I was still doing a lot of, oh, I'm doing these events. And I, you know, I was, I was, and I wasn't, so I wasn't doing it daily. And that's when I, like that book was like starting to click for me. Um, so I would say that book was huge for me in the sense of waking up. I didn't think it would take me the way it did, but it did. And, you know, and so <laughs> um, as for the sense for the next stage in my life, I would say Brene Brown. Um, I pretty much read every one of hers when I went through when the separation really hit. And I know I'm using this as like, oh, all these woes happen in my life. But for me, I, the super nutshell is reading for me is my escape. I know some people binge watch or, you know, binge eat or like whatever. I can just sit and read books for days. And then I can come back out. Like, so that's me. So that's why I'm, I'm hitting home on all these books, but yeah. like, that's okay. I mean, my, my second question is, yeah, what are you reading right now? So funny is that I'm actually, I never read the Harry Potter series. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I never watched a movie. I never, so I don't know what it is. We have them and they're dusty. Um, but I was like, you know what? I should uh, try this. So I finished. So speaking of my reading, I'm on the second book since Friday. So, you know, just to speak how, how much I read. So, <laughs> so, so I, have, I have a question because I'm, I'm also, uh, Joanne is a huge Harry Potter fan. And oh, really? I've, I've seen every movie, you know, like a couple times each. And like, I like it, but I, as a kid, I wasn't like a big reader. And so yeah. 
it was just like, well, there's already a movie out, so I can just watch the movie. Yeah, yeah. But I'm curious, how does how does the movie compare to uh, compare to the book? So what I did, I read the first book on Friday. I watched the movie that Friday night. And I think to me, I mean, it's there. I, I'm still not. I feel like there's bigger fans than me. I'm reading it because it's there. It's fun to read. Um, and I'll, I mean, I'm only on the second book. So I guess yeah, I really yeah. have. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll follow up with you after you read a couple <laughs> more. Yeah. yeah. I, it seems like it takes a couple. And then all of a sudden there's the hardcore, you know, Harry Potter fan. You this know. is probably what's going to happen. We'll, we'll see. I'll let you know. I'll, I'll check in with you. <laughs> okay. Third question. Uh, if you could have any meal delivered to your door tonight from anywhere in the world, what would it be? Ooh. All right. Well, first the two things, I'll tell you the things that just flashed in my head, as you said, food, um, Chick-fil-A milkshake, chocolate. All right. Um, <laughs> can't go wrong with that. Can't go wrong with that. And I went to Barcelona and I'm going to butcher the meal. Cause now I, I pompaya is a pompaya, the seafood meal. Um, oh, um, Oh, I'm blanking on it too. Uh, paella. Oh paella. Paella. Yeah. I yeah, didn't want to butcher yeah. it. They, it's so good. I will say I went to Italy and Spain. I got it in um, Madrid. Madrid had it, but they're like, it wasn't in muscle season. So I like, they gave me different seeds. It was still so good. I love muscles, but yeah. So I would say I would go back to them in, in muscle season. And yeah. <laughs> so paella with a, with a milkshake on the side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can't get better than that. Um, okay. Last question. Yeah. Uh, if you could go back in time and give advice to a younger version of yourself, what piece of advice would you give? Oh, this is good. Cause I think a lot of my business stems from the inner child. Um, I think I, I would, if I went back to like that 12 year old or whatever age self, I would just say like, I would just remind her that she did it. And I think it'd just be that simple. Like you did it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Little encouragement. <laughs> exactly. yeah. You make yeah. all the difference. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, before we wrap up, uh, where can people find you? Uh, if you have like website, social media handles, if people want to kind of follow you or, or, you know, you have a podcast as well. Yes. Um, tell us what, what it's all about. Yeah. Yes, of course. So, um, so Instagram and Facebook are the same. It's journey to yourself one Oh one. And then I have a TikTok, same name. And then for LinkedIn, it's Jessica Harrington, MPH. For my podcast, it's Stress Less with me, Jess. Love the name. <laughs> Love it. It's from The New Girl, by the way. Did you ever see that show, The New Girl? And of the course. intro song is? Yeah. Of it's me, Jess. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, okay. right. That's where I got that from. Um, and oh, website is journeytoyourself.net. Cool. And then uh, any, anything that you're working on projects or anything that you want people to know about stuff that you have in the works? So there's always something going on. I will be honest. I always have Facebook guests going on. Um, so there's always, my Facebook is always interactive. There's at least two guest speakers, if not minimum one um, on my Facebook, you're actually going to be one of them. So there, I always, <laughs> yes. So there's always, always something going on the Facebook, I will say. And then my Website is always up to date. I update it on a monthly basis. So all my events that I'm doing that month are always posted, whether they're in person, all the links, everything's always there for you. So, yeah. 
Cool. I'll, I'll be sure to link it in the, in the notes so people can find you. Um, we'll get all the social media handles linked to the podcast, linked to the website. Um, and seriously, I, for anybody listening, I, I highly recommend Jessica's stuff. Um, I mean, as you can tell, if you listen to the podcast, she's super knowledgeable, has a ton of really, really helpful resources. Um, and yeah, just, I'm, I'm a personally a big fan of what you do. So I appreciate you taking the time to do the podcast and we'll definitely do it again. Um, cause I know we hit a ton of topics today and there's a ton <laughs> of other topics that we could go over in specific scenarios. So oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you.